Glory to Jesus Christ. Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish presents Light of the East, a program revealing how the Eastern Catholic Churches have nourished the Roman Catholic Churches and today's world in profound ways through their histories, traditions, mysteries, and spirituality. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, pastor of Annunciation of the Mother of God Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois, and this is a story of the Eastern Churches, an inspiring story of faith, courage, intrigue, mystery, spirituality, dissension, and reconciliation. But most of all, this is an expression of a great experience of faith through our unique divine liturgy. Join with me now as we look toward the Light of the East. Light of the East is also supported by Eastern Christian Publications, where you can find the prayers of the Catholic Byzantine Daily Office at ecpubs.com and by easternchristianmedia.com, a broadband network for you to learn more about the Eastern Catholic Churches. That's easternchristianpublications.com. Glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome to Light of the East. I am Father Thomas Loya, your host. We here at Light of the East are at the same time mindful of our brothers and sisters in Christ whose story of pain, persecution, and suffering is just not known nearly enough. So we're going to do something about that today with our special guest, a good friend of ours. It's been a while, but he's back, Dr. Jeff Gardner. He received his master's and completed his doctoral work in medieval history and the study of religion from the University of Kansas. He is currently a doctoral candidate in communications and the arts at Regent University, Norfolk, Virginia, where he researches the impact of photographic images and social media on the global humanitarian media market. Now, over a decade and a half, Jeff has worked in the media, writing, producing audio, and taking pictures for various publications and nonprofit organizations throughout 25 countries across North America, Europe, Asia, Africa, and the Middle East. In 2007, he founded and became CEO of the Catholic Media International a global humanitarian media and communications company. And in 2013, he launched the Picture Christians Project, the purpose of which is to educate the public about the lives of Christians around the world and advocate for the solutions to their unique circumstances. Jeff Gardner is one of the only photographers and media experts to travel frequently to the Middle East, including countries like Iraq, Syria, Jordan, and Egypt, where he spends time speaking with and documenting the lives of Christians, refugees, and victims of ISIS and its terror. His writings and photographic work have been featured in numerous national and international publications and broadcasts, and he is a frequent guest on programs across the country and around the world. Jeff Gardner lives in Missouri with his wife and four children. You can reach him at picturechristians at gmail.com, picturechristians at gmail.com. Well, welcome once again, Jeff. It's been too long to light of the East. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to him forever. Thank you, Father. You're right. It has been too long. I think um, years, in fact, is how long it's been. Yes, and uh, the, of all the wonderful things that are just read in your bio, the one that, of course, stands out for us and for our message today on Light of the East is this Picture Christians Project. So how or why did you begin this Picture Christians Project? Well, you know, Father, that uh, 
That is an excellent question. And to begin it, I have to give credit where credit is due, and that's with you uh, and the parish. Because back in the fall of 2013, I hit a professional and personal wall. I had been working for a number of years, writing in the Catholic press and and, um, working as an advisor to various groups that that worked on behalf of Christians, and particularly Christians in the Middle East. And what I noticed, and regarding the Middle East in particular, is not only were things not getting better, but they were getting demonstrably worse. And, I, and I, I'm a results-driven guy, and I stopped, and I, and I sort of took a step back in the fall of 2013, and I said, okay, what's the matter here? Why is it that, that so much is being written, so much human energy is being poured out, but so little is being accomplished, that is, the results were just not happening. And um, I took a look at the situation from the perspective of what can I do? You know, I'm not a politician, I'm not a soldier, I'm not a member of the clergy, um, I'm a guy that understands the media and loves to uh, hang out with his cameras. And one of the things that I noticed when I started looking at the press coverage, that is the, the area in which, you know, I worked and I had um, some talent, was... There was a lot of news coverage about the attack on Christians in the Middle East, and specifically those in Iraq and Syria, but almost nothing about what was happening to these Christians after the attack. So you'd get lots of pictures and verbiage about the bomb, the terrorists, uh, the gunmen, which is you know all relevant and important, but very, very little to where did these Christians go? What are their lives like now? What are their specific problems? And most importantly, what what do they need by way of help? And uh, I said, okay, you know, this is an area, this is something that I can do. So I sat down, I, I sketched out what became the Picture Christians Project with the understanding, with the belief, I should say, that we have a tendency not to work on things that we don't see. That's that old adage of out of sight, out of mind. And I came to you, among other people, and said, I have a crazy idea. I'm going to take myself to Jordan, a place in which I knew there were a number of uh, Christian refugees who had been forced out of Iraq by ISIS, even before the West knew what ISIS was. And I'm going to sit down with them. I'm going to photograph them. I'm going to just sit and listen. And I'm going to bring back their stories as a way to connect us to uh, who they are and as a way to inform us about what it is that they need. And thank you very, very much uh, for that initial support that you gave me that allowed me to take that first trip that launched the project. And that was back in the spring of 2014. So now for almost three years, you know, we've been going strong and uh, jumping all over the Middle East, bringing these stories back, making these connections, making our photographs available to those uh, organizations that raise money and and relieve the suffering of Christians. We've now worked with political organizations. We work with humanitarian organizations. We worked even with some defense organizations of Christians organizing themselves to defend themselves from their persecutors. And so it's been um, an interesting uh, two and a half years, but really the, the, the whole idea grew out of the question of what is it that I as a Christian can do for my brothers and sisters in Christ? And, um, you know, what are the steps that I need to take to do it? So to give, again, to start where I began, Father, to give credit where credit is due, your support, your moral support, the the financial support that the parish provided uh, made the difference and really, you know, launched this project and pushed it on its way. Well, we're very 
touched by that, Jeff, and we're pleased to be part of this project, and we want to continue to be part of it. Of course, that's one of the reasons why we we're happy to have you here today. And this Picture Christians project, you said, is to educate and to advocate. Can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there are many, many organizations and, and groups and individuals that spend time informing us about things, which is, which is you know, fine, necessary. But I believe that we are now in an age in which we are what I call hyper-informed. It's, it, is, it is easy to inform oneself about a situation, and it really is just a couple of keystrokes away. And I think that now we have to focus on action and not just information. Because one of the things you know, that we tend to do as humans is we have this psychological need to do something. I, I believe this is part of the stamp of the image of God, that is God the Creator has stamped in us the burning desire to create, to transform emotional or intellectual impulse into action or physical thing. But one of the pitfalls that we often stumble into is that we believe that knowing is the same as doing, and it's not. This is not a criticism of how it is we behave, it's an observation. So I decided when I launched the Picture Christians Project that it was going to do more than just inform people about the lives and, and really the personalities, a one-on-one connection with Christians throughout the world. It was going to lay down practical roots, practical um, ways that we could help one another. And so, for instance, uh, one of the things that we do, and if people will go to picturechristians.org, you'll see this on the website, that um, you'll get introduced to specific individuals, that is, Christians in you know, predominantly over the last two years we've been focusing in on Iraq. And then you'll be given a series of action steps. What can I do for this person? What are their needs? Some have very specific humanitarian needs. Some of their needs are part of a much larger need of the community there and um, involve action here in this country that's not directly connected to that individual. So, for instance, we have been working tirelessly over the last year and a half to rebuild the areas that have been destroyed by ISIS, the homes and the villages and the cities where these Christians live, and then to establish, you know, the, the, the phrase du jour is safe zones for them, places where they can go back, rebuild their lives, rebuild their churches, rebuild their communities. So you'll get very practical steps as to how we're involved with this and how you as a participant can get involved. Because I, I don't know about you. I mean, here, here's the, you know, sort of put it in brief. I, I'm informed up to my eyeballs. I mean, I know all about the world. In fact, I would argue that we, you know, we're at, at a danger often of information overload. And then it, it seems like, uh, oh, what do I do with all this? My recommendation, my personal solution and recommendation to the listener to get past that is just make a note. Yes, it's good to be informed, but it's also as good, in fact, much better to be engaged. So that's really the, the you know, the focus, the intention, the, the end point of what we're trying to do. When we come back, we're going to talk more with our special guest, Dr. Jeff Gardner of the Picture Christians Project. And you can get in touch with him by going to picturechristians at gmail.com. You can look at his work at picturechristians.org. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Light of the East mission is Christianity's reunion. And to tell the story of the Eastern Lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support. In order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by going to byzantinecatholic.com. That's byzantinecatholic.com. 
and then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. In Homer Glen, Illinois, lies an award-winning 10-acre restored prairie which surrounds Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church. The prairie brings peace and tranquility to the surrounding neighborhood and where the children can play, find nature, and experience the meaning of serenity just beyond their backyard. We celebrate the prairie with all the things it brings, Friday through Saturday, August 12th through the 14th. I'm Father Thomas Loya, and I'm inviting you to the best ever Prairie Fest. During these three days, you can enjoy great bands like 16 Candles, Infinity, Nick Lynch, and Polka with Polka Generation. Here's just a taste of what you'll hear. Also at Prairie Fest, see the Brazilian dancers, the Elite Dance Academy, and the Polish Highland dancers. There will be ethnic and festival food with a beer garden, raffles, children's games, prairie and church tours, plus a grand cash raffle with over $12,000 in total prizes. You can even learn how to paint a picture of the prairie from master artist father Thomas Lawyer while sipping some wine in the wine art studio. Prairie Fest, Friday through Saturday, August 12th through the 14th. Prairie Fest at Annunciation Parish, 14610 Wilcook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois. Complete details, visit ByzantineCatholic.com. That's ByzantineCatholic.com. You're listening to Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. The Tabor Life Institute, which is dedicated to the formation and education in the theology of the body. To find out more about the Tabor Life Institute, you can go to taborlife.org. That's taborlife.org. Especially if you're interested in conferences and retreats, in particular for youth, young adults, and also for those of you who speak Spanish. That's taborlife.org. Welcome back to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loyal, your host. As we look towards the celebration of freedom and independence in our own country, again, we're talking about those who do not enjoy that independence and that freedom. In fact, they don't enjoy a lot of things that we enjoy in our country, in our lives. And we have a special guest who's telling us about it because he's been there. He has hands-on, feet-on-the-ground information about that. Not just information, but actually involvement, immersion. And he even documents it through the art of photography. His name is Jeff Gardner, and again, he's representing the Picture Christians Project. Find out about that by going to picturechristians.org. That's picturechristians.org. Jeff, in some of the things you've described here, the countries you've been to, and as we've talked even uh, before, you know, prior to the program, you're you're going you're going in the thick of it. I mean, you're you're only you've been, just recently you came back from Iraq, and with your son, and how admirable because you wanted to show him what reality is in a good way. And you were only about, what, 40 miles from where ISIS was? Yeah, I think at our closest point, we were um, within three miles of the front with ISIS. And, um, you know, I don't necessarily advocate that everyone take their teenage uh, sons to the Middle East. Um, I thought in this instance that, uh, you know, it was a manageable risk. 
Um, but what I do advocate is that everybody, you know, sit down and take stock of what their capacity is to do something for our brothers and sisters in Christ. You don't have to pick up a camera and troop around the Middle East. And I've been in, in you know, some pretty tight spots in places like Jordan and in Syria. You don't have to do that, that, you know, I believe um, absolutely thoroughly, so strongly in the, uh, you know, the not, we don't talk about it enough, vocations, our calling, our vocatus. And that's a mixture of, you know, what is it that, that you know you're called to do? And what's your capacity? Because we have multiple vocations in our lives. So what I do advocate everybody that everybody does is take that, that step back and say, okay, what is it that I can be doing? And then just start doing it. You mentioned about what happens today oftentimes is this confusion or, or fusion of being informed, and I'm going to refer largely to you know social media, you know, or iPhones and that kind of thing, being informed and being involved. That that could be a very easy fusion to occur in people's lives. And what you're doing is you're separating that out. You're showing that that just being informed, as you say, we've got an information overload, is not the same as being involved. I mean, we, we come across these things in the media, however we get them through TV or social media, and it's like, oh, isn't that terrible? Oh, that's so sad. And then we move on. Right. What you're saying and what we all ought to be hearing and considering is, what are we doing about it? Those are our brothers and sisters in Christ. Yes, there are all kinds of people suffering, people who are you know, Muslims and so on, of different ethnic backgrounds. But, of course, our focus is the Christians, and they're suffering terribly. It's more than just a news item, and you've been involved. Can you tell us, Jeff, if you get right to the, the core of it, what is, as your pictures are showing, they're, they're showing the psycho-spiritual drama here. Right. How could you sum it up? Give us the bottom line of what really is going on. What's in these people's hearts? What is the basis of their experience, these Christians? Yeah, well, and we'll focus on Iraq, because in the last uh, year and a half, I've been back and forth seven times. So I, I by no means, you know, would dare to speak for all peoples and all places in in this country. But the regions that I've been in and the places that I've been with, I've gotten to know very well, and they've gotten to know me. You know, initially, the great danger for Christians there was the Islamic State. When it was expanding very rapidly back in 2014 and 2015, when it was forcing conversions or, or forcing people to live under Islamic rule with a, with a punitive tax called the jizya, it was confiscating property on a massive scale. Uh, this was a real physical danger. You know, we often, as Christians, we focus a lot on the spiritual, which we should, but we often forget the connection and and the importance of the material. Well, now, overwhelmingly, the majority of Christians are in um, refugee camps. I mean, they're referred to as displaced persons, but they're really refugees. Everything has been taken away from them. And this is a great danger because the I'm always very mm, careful. I want to be careful about well how I say this because I've been in refugee camps on many continents and in many places in the world, and they're all terrible, and no one deserves to be made a refugee, no one. But if I could think of a peoples who were least adept, least likely to adapt well to refugee status, the Christians in Iraq, the Assyrian people would rank certainly in the top three. They're tremendously well-educated. They were, they were extensively involved in business and commerce um, in their country. They know as much about living in a refugee camp or being forced out of their home and walking through the desert as you and I would, which is not much. So you, you've, got, you've got situations like doctors or lawyers who are now suddenly... Absolutely. Absolutely. Doctors, lawyers, professors, 
businessmen, you know, industrial scale farmers. And so the great danger that they face now is the degeneration of their skills and frankly, um, their hope. Um, you know, they're, they're wondering where in the blazes is the rest of the world? Why isn't the Islamic State moved out of the area that they occupy? Why haven't their towns been returned? Just as a matter of justice, justitia, you know, they've had massive hundreds, tens of thousands, maybe millions of dollars worth of property stolen from them. And um, they're wondering where is the world in um, taking, I mean, just unless you live on the island of the moral pygmy, I mean, do I really have to make a case to you? You know, this is their, their, their sort of their perspective that if someone rolls into your neighborhood and you look out your window and they're robbing your neighbor, um, executing his son on the lawn and selling his daughter and his, his wife into sexual slavery, shouldn't you step out and say, hey, just a diggity dog second? And, and, and instead, from that, I don't mean to make light of it, but, but their perspective is it seems like the world's rubbing its neck and going, wow, geez, that's terrible for, for old Bob over there. I, uh, I don't know where he's going to go. He's going to go somewhere, but oh, hey, look over here. It's a video with a cat in it. Um, and um, they, they're, they're not angry. I, I would, you know, you would think that they would be more angry at us, but they're, I, I think, worn out. There's a sense of, 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 of feeling worn out that I, uh, I pick up. Where are they at with their faith? I mean, these were Christians. Is it, is it hurt their faith? Is it, is it faith deeper now? Because, uh, you know, suffering can do both. And where do, right. you, where do you read them in terms of their faith? You know, I've encountered both. I've encountered um, Christians who told me flat out that I'm an atheist. I mean, there were, there were Christians that, that fled Syria and ended up in refugee camps. And, and he just said, you know, I remember sitting down with this guy, and this was um, when ISIS was raging across the Middle East in 2014. And it's sort of like, um, you know, Elie Wiesel, the great writer of the Holocaust experience who was in the, uh, the camps in Auschwitz, and he was a boy, and he wrote the book Night. Many of you be familiar with that. And he just said, where, where is God in all of this? I, I just don't see it. I've lost my faith. And, and many, many others, though, this is the, 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 the center point of their life, and they are really struggling to understand why this has happened um, to them. And it, re- it really does come down to, um, you know, individuals, because nobody experiences calamity as, uh, as a part of a group. You don't say, well, you know, my life is horrible, but yeah, that's okay, because there are a million and a half other people for whom it's horrible too. No, you, you're, you're experiencing this as yourself. You're experiencing this by proxy through your spouse and your children. And uh, I was at Mass, in fact, uh, just a few days ago in a refugee camp, and it was just absolutely packed to, um, to the rafters. And it was very moving. Uh, it moved me to tears to uh, listen to them sing. And, um, and although much of it I did not understand, because they speak in Assyrian, the language that Jesus spoke, and I've been working on Arabic, you, could, you didn't have to understand the words to understand the meaning of what was going on at mass, if, if you know if people understand what I mean. So it's um, it it is a um, you know it's a mix uh, experience depending on the individual, and uh, it's one that that just tests and tries, you know, the strength, the fortitude of of uh, of each and every soul. It's really something to behold. 
Well, again, if people want to know more about all this, they can go to picturechristians.org, and they can also get in touch with you, Jeff Gardner, at picturechristians at gmail.com. And speaking of your pictures, Jeff, I had a guest speaker in my parish, Annunciation, who spoke on the conditions and things of Christians in Iraq. And, of course, she's a good mutual friend of ours, a great friend here at Light of the East. Her name was Juliana Tamarazzi of the Iraqi Christian Relief Council. And when I promoted the talk, Jeff, it was actually through an organization, a local organization of churches. We, we, there's a cluster of us that put on monthly talks on different topics. And I used one of your photographs from your picturechristians.org website, and I put it into a poster. And because of that picture alone, my church was packed to overflowing with people came uh-huh. to hear this talk. And just as you described yourself being moved to tears, people were moved to tears during that talk. People were moved to action during that talk. They were astounded. I couldn't believe it. Maybe because you and I were involved with this and we were aware. There's always so much more we can all do. But I was, I was astounded at how much people did not know and how deeply, deeply they were moved at the presentation of the reality. And it came from pictures, and it all started with one of your pictures— well, that that is uh, that is very moving to hear, and and you know Juliana's group is one of the many that we provide our images to. But that's it, you know. You get I know we're running down on time here, but you get right to the core of it. That when when we connect to one another, and we can do this through images, if we can't do this face to face, you know, we we it, it's hard to digest the numbers and the scope and the scale of what's happening in a far-off place. But it's not hard to form that relationship in our minds or, or in reality with a person one-on-one. And frankly, you don't have to be a policy expert and a numbers expert to understand that there are those, even in places that you'll never be, who are just like you, who worship, who, who you know, send their prayers and, and bless their children, that that want to be known, they want to be seen, they want to they want to connect, and they want to be your brother and sister in Christ as you want to be theirs. And you can do that in the same way you can do that through an icon to your patron saint. Uh, you can do that through a picture. So thank you very much for uh, for that feedback for that story, Father. As we come towards the end of the program, one quick message: the the ultimate message you'd like to give our listeners, Jeff, about your work. How can we be involved? What can we do? How can we help you? You know, I think ultimately, if people will go to picturechristians.org, we have a, um, a sort of an action letter that we send out on a regular basis, no longer than absolutely necessary. We have a, a store in which uh, you can purchase some uh, electronic books that we have created with these images that explain the situation in the Middle East, so you can become connected, informed, and then, most importantly, prepared to take action. So I think in everything that we do, the simplest way is if people will come into the site Um, sign up, and then we'll take it from there. Thank you so much, Jeff, for all of your work and for being with us today on Light of the East. We're certainly going to have you back. Thank you, all of you, for listening. I'm Father Thomas Loyal on Light of the East. To hear Light of the East again, visit byzantinecatholic.com and click on the Features and Programs tab. And on iTunes, Light of the East is produced by ADC Media.